broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. Thanks for joining us. It's C.W. Hall, your host here on the Midtown Business Radio show. A couple of weeks ago, I saw a video on LinkedIn showing a group of guys, technologists from a company that were in the security space showing how they were able to penetrate vulnerabilities of a power plant. And I found the video very intriguing, wanted to learn more about the company, how they got into doing what they were doing. And I started researching the company. It's called Red Team Security and found out Jeremiah Talamantes is the founder CEO of the company and called him up and said, hey, would you get on the phone with me and talk a little bit about what you do? And here he is joining me now on Midtown Business Radio. Thanks for taking some time, Jeremiah. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, Introduce folks to your background. How did you get this started? I'm sure you, your phone started ringing once that vi- video hit the internet uh, because it was very intriguing uh, what they were doing. Uh, but how did, you, how did you find yourself in this place where you were hacking into computers and breaking into uh, businesses and doing so in a legal way? Uh, yeah, first of all, yes, it's, it's been ringing off the hook, but uh, it's definitely a good thing for us. To answer your question, you know, how did we kind of get into this? Uh, me personally, it started out when I was in college. I mean, I always had an interest in computers when I was uh, in high school and so forth, um, back in the days of the Apple IIe. Uh, it wasn't until, you know, a little while later, uh, when I kind of was in my sophomore year of college, uh, a buddy of mine at the time was kind of introduced me to the Hacker Quarterly, the 2600 magazine. And as a result of kind of looking through the uh, little tiny booklet at the, in those days, uh, the Hacker Quarterly <laughs> kind of introduced me to a couple of things, right? And so back in those days, um, hacking, uh, otherwise known as uh, freaking, uh, mostly revolved around telephone and trying to obtain, you know, free long distance and kind of messing with people's voicemails and those kinds of things. And the internet was, wasn't as prominent as today, but just the idea of kind of tinkering and playing around with those concepts, you know, what makes them run and those kinds of things, it's really where I got started. And fortunately, not too, not too far after, after graduation, you know, somewhere around in the mid-90s, I was fortunate enough to uh, land a, a network security uh, administration position for actually a pretty decent-sized uh, corporation. So that's kind of what, where, I, where my career started. Uh, and since then, since the mid nineties, it's kind of where it's just been, uh, dedicated in the infosec realm and just kind of moved on and, you know, seen lots of things along the way, but it's been a, it's been a heck of a ride. I'm really pleased to see the convergence, you know, back in those days, it was really network security. Then we saw application security in the early two thousands. Now, now we have full convergence of people and in the physical component, as well as networking applications. When you were back in those days, in those in mid '90s, and doing network security, what were the big threats to an enterprise then versus now? Oh boy, uh, you know, back in those days, I was dealing a lot with uh, uh, anonymous FTP. You know, just unpatched systems. You know, there really wasn't this concept of denial of service. You know, back then, uh, we didn't really have those worries, if you will. We did have a lot of port scanning 
people trying to look for uh, maybe weak systems. So Telnet was one of those things where we had to make sure we secured that with strong passwords and so forth. Uh, SSH was kind of the new thing, and uh, those that were uh, security conscious enough to, to use SSH were 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 um, were you know I guess privileged from that perspective. But really, back then it was making sure that we had things locked down with secure passwords. Um, it was all network based, you know. The application side of things wasn't really a, a thing uh, back then. And when you so, talk about applications, you, you're talking about things that can be downloaded onto my device from, say, I found a thumb drive in the parking lot. I'm like, ooh, what's on this? And plug it into my computer. It's blank. And I think I got a free thumb drive. And unwittingly, I've installed an application onto my computer. Is that what you're talking about? That's correct. Right. So anything, you know, today we hear these things called SQL injection and these cross-site request forgery and cross-site scripting. These are all, all application security level flaws that you, we just didn't have back then. I mean, there certainly were the presence. It just wasn't something that we looked at um, back then. And so a lot of it really revolved around having, you know, good, strong passwords and, and, and those kinds of things. It really was kind of a different world back then. How did, how did Red Team come to be? Because you're, you're beyond securing my network. Uh, my applications and my devices and so forth and trying to prevent those from being exposed to breaches like you're talking about, uh, nefarious applications being installed. You go well beyond that to showing an enterprise like in the video that I mentioned at at, at the beginning of the the conversation where it showed you physically going on to a premise that you were showing where weaknesses in security were and the various high value, uh, very important places you were able to compromise by, you know, getting where you shouldn't be. How did, how did that whole thing evolve? Probably the best analogy I can give for that is, is the, the evolving of certain threats, right? So the example I like to use is back in the early days, you know, we used to deal with the Melissa virus, which, you know, um, certain viruses like that can wreak havoc with things like word you know, Microsoft Word documents, and they'll do one thing, right? They may change the formatting. They may, they may corrupt Word files. They may corrupt other sorts of files, but they're really single purpose, right? Other viruses and worms would, would tend to do just maybe one, possibly two things. That's, that's, that's really the extent of it. Now, back in those days, there was certainly a devastating result, but um, this concept of, uh, you know, doing wreaking havoc in those ways was was typical. Now you kind of fast forward a few years and you start to see a, a, a pattern that's multi-blended, right? So not only does it wreak havoc with Word files, but maybe it tries to steal your, your banking information, right? Fast forward to today, where we expect something like, um, well, something like the Zeus Banking Trojan, which does multiple things targets your banking information, but also does a series of other things as well. And that's standard. Today, it's standard. If we saw something like the Melissa virus today, or what we did back, you know, 10 or more years ago, you know, we, we would say, well, is that it? You know, is, <laughs> is that all it does? You know, it wouldn't be, it, w- it wouldn't have the impact that it did today. Um, and it would just fly under the radar. 
<clears throat> the same thing goes for the way we test things, right? And, and what Red Team Security does is we take a look at, you know, the full scale because attackers, um, those same guys that developed those viruses and worms in the early days have changed their, their ways. They're, they're, they're including multiple variants. They're inclu- including multiple uh, attack surfaces such that, you know, involves stealing this kind of information, wreaking havoc in this area of the computer. Well, you know, our tactics need to change as well on the testing side. So instead of looking at an application within a sea of maybe 20 applications, or maybe looking at one system on the network in a sea of, you know, 50,000 systems or even 50 systems, you look at it holistically because that's what the attackers are doing. Now, you know, enter in where we are today, and that is attackers today are leveraging more than just the digital side, and that is breaking into the into the people, right? So uh, breaking into that side of, uh, you know, can we can we send an email that trying to convince a, a person to give up his or her credentials to divulge some sort of information they shouldn't be to perform some sort of action that they shouldn't otherwise be doing? And then also on the physical side, right? So what kinds of things in, from a physical perspective, let's say they have really good network or application security and okay on the, on the people side, but what if they leave their, their server room door open all the time? You know, what if their, uh, what if their receptionist um, allows anyone to walk in through the front door without questioning them? Or what if their employees don't, uh, challenge people in the hallways and, and those kinds of things. So it's, 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 it's really an answer to the way our attackers are, are um, carrying out their, their evil deeds these days. And it's more than just one layer. It's, it's multifaceted. And 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was young people as often as not just messing around, trying to see what they could get access to and maybe mess with somebody by changing the files and so forth like that. But now, as you're talking about, we're talking about billions of dollars actually being uh, stolen and, and a whole economy built around stealing sensitive documents, stealing sensitive information, reselling it uh, for, you know, monetization, uh, holding, holding your computers hostage until you give some money. And when we're looking at enterprises like in the video that I, I mentioned, in this case, a, 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 a power company, uh, then we're talking about terroristic access to our power grid, for example, to be able to take us offline or take a region offline. It's quite important to be able to identify not only the digital threats and weaknesses, but as you're talking about and as you demonstrated in the video, the, the physical ones as well. So talk about how Red Team Security, how do you, how do you, go about what you're doing? What are you trying to do, first of all? Is it mainly identify those threats and then from there make some recommendations on solutions? How, how does it flow with regards to bringing you in? Why do I want to bring you in? Who needs to bring you in? And then what are you going to try to do for me? Sure, sure. And by the way, you made a great point. Um, you know, in the, in the early days, you know, hacking was a lot of what we call tinkering. Today, you know, the motives have changed. Uh, well, there are still plenty of those who are just merely interested, maybe want to cause havoc, but there are there are definitely a different genre today, and those are people who are interested in 
crime and, and, and stealing data for monetary purposes and those kinds of things, hacktivists, if you will, uh, a lot of different reasons. But to address your question as far as why why a company would might be interested in these kinds of services, well, I had mentioned before that you know, we're, we're out to address uh, holistically and comprehensively what the real risks are. And those real risks and threats include physical, you know, the social engineering part, the digital side of the applications and networks. So for those who want a holistic and real world, realistic uh, assessment on their organization and trying to find uh, those vulnerabilities that, um, that make them put them at risk in all areas, not just one uh, siloed version or one siloed aspect, right? The idea that, you know, you don't just check to see if your front door is locked, but you check the windows and, you know, the cellar room door and, and, and the upstairs and say the patio door, all those kinds of things. So what red teaming does as a whole is it kind of gives you that, that comprehensive and holistic view in terms of your security posture from the people, the facilities, right, the physical side of it, and then from the applications and networks as well. What we do is we, we create a realistic environment. Um, for example, the video that you had mentioned, uh, we took um, certain, we built certain campaigns. For example, the social engineering campaign was built out using a series of tactics that we felt was commensurate with the level of, uh, the rel- level of uh, threats that our, our client was under. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't go full Mission Impossible James Bond. <laughs> we used a, you know, we used a, a reasonable level of, of, of things, uh, tactics that we thought that they might be realistically under. Um, and as a result, we were able to discover um, some vulnerabilities in their, their physical component, their, their buildings, their, their people, their applications, and their networks. And what we do is we report, report on those. And, and here's the most important part is we dis- describe, um, you know, why those are issues, why they're important, why they're realistic, and make recommendations for moving forward, right? So more importantly, um, we want to help fix those. And we take an active part in doing that. Education is a big part of that as well. But, uh, you know, our, 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 company, our clients will, will bring us in and do some retesting to make sure that those have been fully closed out. So it's more than just the discovery far more than just the discovery of those vulnerabilities. But the most important part, like I said, is actually closing them out to ensure that those vulnerabilities that we discovered are actually uh, no longer there. How much of the shoring up of the vulnerabilities that you identify do you do? Do you do those or are you in line with other companies that that's what they do? They, they help shore up weaknesses. How does that side of things flow for you? Yeah. So what Red Team does, it's I think this is this is relatively different than than any others out there. We take we take a lot of, of pride and and uh, we, all the retesting that we do uh, and remediation work that we help our clients with is what we consider the most important part of our process. So rather than let's say developing a report and handing it off, you know, and, and just kind of walking away. Um, 
what, what we say is that this is just beginning of our relationship. So once we deliver that report, we expect to be the greatest part of that team to help ensure that the remediation work and effort is carried out according to our prescription. That may involve some situations, us writing code in some cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the idea is that we're far more than just uh, a consultant. We're more of a partner. Because ultimately, that we're hired to to not only find the vulnerabilities, but to help fix them. And we do that in any form or fashion that we can. And that's something we do. It's, it's always included in our process. And we don't charge for that. You know, when we think of penetration testing, we find a number of vulnerabilities. It, it's just something that we, it's in our DNA to, to help fix. And we don't charge for, re, you know, retesting. We don't right. charge for any remediation help. I think that that's, that's one of the core aspects of our company. And I think, you know, clients realize that and they see our message and they, they're, they're quite pleased with how we carry out our business. What does the typical customer for Red Team Security look like? I would imagine that there are some needs from governmental agencies, but from an enterprise level, what, what's the business look like that needs to think about linking up with you? That's a really good question. It's a very common one as well. Um, most people think that you know red teaming is is only meant for enterprise and only meant for let's say finance and banking and government. But the actual actually it's it's good for all organizations, all organizations that have you know a physical presence of some sort, that have people, which most companies do, and that have uh, networks and applications that they're concerned with. The key to the key to carrying out a red team engagement is to ensure that whatever tactics and, and assessment program or plan, if you will, is commensurate with the, you know, the, the industry, with the footprint of the company, and what, you know, what, what assets they have at risk. We have organizations from Fortune 50 down to organizations that, uh, in, you know, in the, in the Silicon Valley area that are 15 to 20 people. Mm-hmm. Granted, they're not, the, they're not the same, um, we're not the same kind of don't use the same sort of tactics uh, for each one of those. But uh, the idea is that, you know, really everyone that has any level of those four items, be it some people, uh, email, you know, social engineering part of it, the physical component and the applications and networks. It's really uh, it really involves a lot. So how do you how do you keep from getting yourself arrested when you're doing one of these red team uh, penetrations like what you shot in the video there where you're actually going through and entering into areas of a of a business where you're not supposed to be how do you keep from getting yourselves folded over a cruiser <laughs> i mean arrested <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's actually it's a concern with each and every one you know it depends on what we're doing you know the video was a good example of us getting possibly getting arrested um in fact one of the locations was about 50 yards from a um, a sheriff uh, <laughs> sheriff's office, so we we had to be very careful of you know what we do. Uh, one of the things that we use is we call it it's called it in the industry it's called a get out of jail free card, which basically is a letter that you know on our client's letterhead that has all of their contact information, has all of the information about the red team that's on the engagement. So that would be you know my first name, last name, contact information, my driver's license, 
uh, all of it indicating why we're there, what we're doing, and authorization. Of course, the most important part is the after-hours contact information for our <laughs> <Yes>. clients. <laughs> and we hope that they're available. Uh, <laughs> we make that really clear. But um, we certainly we certainly find ourselves in some interesting predicaments. Uh, we have yet to have guns drawn on us. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen, but it's always a possibility. You know, some of the organizations that we're at, um, some of them have armed guards. Um, we have yet to experience uh, a situation where we have guns on us, but, uh, you know, that's, that's a likelihood. Um, so the, the best thing that we can do really is have, uh, you know, have the get out of jail free card on us, carry out ourselves in, in, in a non-suspicious fashion. Of course, when we're breaking into things, it's, it's difficult to do that, <laughs> but, uh, we do the best that we can, and uh, we always comply with law enforcement to make sure that we're not breaking any any rules. Again, we have permission to do what we're doing, and um, you know that's, that's 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 the best we can hope for. I'm sure it's kind of exciting to get to do a little bit of Mission Impossible sort of activity where you're breaking in into uh, a business, but you're not actually going about it for nefarious <laughs> reasons. So it's got to be kind of fun. Oh, it definitely is. So what you saw in that video is an example of maybe a, a mid-tier, maybe somewhat sub-mid-tier sort of project. We've certainly done a lot more than that, but a lot more maybe what we'd call interesting tactics. Yeah. Um, and some less than that, right? Again, it's the idea is to keep it commensurate. But, uh, yeah, I guess it's, it's always a challenge. And the, the people that we have here at Red Team enjoy a challenge, right? And they, we foster that quite a bit. Uh, you got to be, got to be able to think on your feet. I think one of the most important aspects, especially about red teaming, is that it's important to be able to be able to communicate and think on your feet well, right? Especially in social situations when we're doing maybe some sort of overt social engineering and you get caught, uh, or at least someone becomes suspicious, to be able to talk your way out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's sometimes difficult for highly technical people, I'll just say. So, uh, you know, be able to, to speak well in, in front of others. And unfortunately, to be able to lie really well, it's, it's one of those things that is actually a part of the job. But, uh, you know, which is, makes it unique, I think. I don't, well, I'm not sure if any other position would require that as, as much. Yeah, I and mean, that's what you're doing, though. You're trying to think like the people that would be doing this for real that would be trying to penetrate and do terrible things. So in that situation, I think that's probably cool. Right, right. And we always, we always, you know, there's always the, the times where you feel guilty about, you know, deceiving someone. And um, But we all, we, we're the good guys. It's a simulation. And we do it, you know, all of it's for the good of the organization. We think about... Uh, if it's a financial situation, you know, we, we think about you know, all the all the people we're helping protect their their money and their savings, you know, uh, and, and data, preventing it from being breached. You know, it all has good consequences, too, and that's what we try to focus on. Where do folks go to get information about Red Team Security so they can get linked up, find out if your solution is one that they need? Yeah, well, our website is www.redteamsecure.com. On our site, you can find a lot of information about our services, uh, red teaming, social engineering, and uh, penetration testing. 
Well, I'm really pleased to get a chance to talk to you and share your information with our listeners here. Most of the people that come to consume our content are business people. So uh, there may be someone that's uh, checking us out that ends up giving you a call. That'd be cool. Um, But at a minimum, it's been great getting a chance to talk to you and share some information about Red Team Security and and get to know a little bit about the company and the people behind that uh, very cool video that was making its way around the internet here recently. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on the show. Appreciate it. If you're coming back and listening to the podcast, if you've not done so already, go to the upper left-hand corner of the Midtown Business Radio Show page. You'll see the Apple logo there. That'll take you to the iTunes store where the podcast lives and subscribe to us. That way, each week when the new episode comes out, it'll be downloaded straight to your device, ready for you to listen to whenever it's convenient for you. And we hope you turn around and share this information with your social media contacts. You never know when you're going to put some information in the hands of somebody that you care about that makes a big difference for them. And this is one of those topics that very well could. So we'll say thanks in advance to all the folks that uh, do that for us, that share the information about Red Team Security with their various networks. And Jeremiah, I really appreciate you jumping on with me, man. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Well, everybody out there, make sure you make an appointment to see us same time, same place next week. We'll see you then.